The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, August 22nd. And we are trying to provide you with a new way of thinking about your financial life. That's what we're doing here. We are not promising you the world. You don't have to get great returns. You don't have to keep up with your neighbors. You have to do the thing that's right for you. And in order to do that, all we ask is for you to send us your questions. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com, or if you're on the website, maybe you want to sign up for our free weekly newsletter, then all you have to do is hit the contact button. Today, we are talking to Steve from Cleveland, who is really just being a great son. So we're, we're going to talk to him about how to help his, his mom with her financial life. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good morning, Jill. Thanks. Um, my mom and dad were uh, getting very close to retirement. Uh, mom was 62. My dad was 60 when my dad unfortunately passed away very unexpectedly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to help my mother uh, figure out a new plan for, for retirement and for her finances going forward since the old one isn't really going to work anymore. Right. So tell me a little bit. So mom is 62. Tell me, is she working? She is working. Um, the original plan was she was going to work for one more year, um, and then she was going to retire and start collecting her pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was going to work for a couple more years as they tried to squirrel away as much money as they could into their retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, they were planning on you know, figuring out where they actually want to live in retirement and selling their house and, and things like that. Okay, so right now, um, in terms of where they where she is living, she's living in the home. Uh, how much is the house worth right now? The house is probably worth about six hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's about a hundred thousand left on a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Where does she live? What is her state of residence? Also, Ohio. Michigan. Okay, Michigan. The mortgage, the house, is it a big house? I mean, what do you, th- and, and also, how, how soon was this, uh, did, you, did your dad pass away? How, how long ago? 
And that was just a couple months ago. Oh, so we don't really want her to make big decisions. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, right now, she's working on finishing off the house um, just to try to get it ready to sell. Um, that was the plan anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of house for one person to live in. Yeah. Yeah. We're still working on figuring out where she actually wants to go, where she wants to live, if she wants to work another year or two or just be done after this year, like the original plan. Mm -hmm. Um, My primary concern, I think, right now is there's so much to think about. Mm. I'm struggling prioritizing. Okay. Um, Cash flow seems like a big problem right now uh, because mom's income was much less than dad's. Okay. And her income covers the mortgage and that's about it. Okay. So how much does mom make? I don't know her actual salary, but take home is about 2500 And what do you think her expenses are? And staying in the house, let's just presume that she stays in the house for, you know, at least through the end of the year. But how, what are the expenses that she um, has to juggle for her basic, not, you know, going crazy, but also not scrimping? Yeah. So mom's been doing a good job of keeping track of that. Um, it's about 3500 a month. All right. So we, we're, we got to get 1000 bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. She's not making any extra payments on that mortgage, is she? No. Okay. Um, they they were doing the was the biweekly plan. Yeah, don't do um, that anymore. I think we've stepped we've stepped back from that now. Good. Okay. So tell me about besides the house, the assets that she and your dad had accumulated. Sure. So between the two of them, um, they had I think about two hundred and fifty in various rollover IRAs from previous employers. Uh, my dad had about a hundred grand in an ESOP plan mm-hmm. with his employer that he was with when he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, in retirement, mom is expecting about 3000 a month in pension plus whatever from social security, which I think was estimated at about 2000 a month. Okay. So that obviously, as soon as that gets turned on, will cover her needs. So that's really the issue. Okay. Anything in non-retirement assets? Thankfully, um, my dad had a good amount of life insurance through his employer. Um, so that was about 250000 that paid out once all the paperwork was done there. Okay. Um, so that's actually very helpful right now. That's how bills are being paid. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So for this minute, let's think about the best way to address the cash flow problem. And that is to use the life insurance proceeds, which is exactly why life insurance pro- proceeds are so fabulous, right? There's there's no problem in spending some of this money down. So I think that at least until she is not just ready to sell the house physically, till the work is done, but until she is emotionally ready to sell the house, that mm-hmm. we should use those funds. So right. um at the, did she? Did they have any other money in um, in savings, or is the life insurance proceeds essentially all the savings that is not in retirement? That's the bulk of. The okay, savings. all right. They, they had a couple thousand in a savings account, but that's okay. About it. So here's what I would do: I wouldn't start putting money that life insurance money to work anytime soon. I would assume that you should keep at least fifty thousand dollars liquid. Okay, how much more money does she have to spend to get the house in shape? By the way. I think the the total quotes she got. So the the work is ongoing. I think it's going to be fifty or sixty. Okay, so to she needs okay. ready to sell. All right, so she needs of the two fifty, she needs fifty grand for the 
ongoing needs just so she has that thousand dollars a month that she needs to live on right and mm-hmm. it's set aside and you and that's it and she needs 60 grand for the house so that's what right. we know so of the 250 110 is spoken for that's it don't don't let anybody at all talk you into doing anything with that 110 the 140 is intriguing that remains from that life insurance because obviously that if you added that 140 and you had the 350 or so of the retirement assets you know that's a decent num- amount of money but i am i'm a little bit unwilling to like go crazy with the 140 because i think that we just don't know what's going to happen next for mom how is mom just in terms of managing the money? Is she relying on you to manage the money? Did your dad manage the money? Like, or do they have an advisor? What, tell me a little bit about what was yeah. going on for them. So my, my dad did most of that when he was still around. Mom, she doesn't, she yeah, doesn't she, know. Where, let's just say that, she, let's say that she was very good at delegating the responsibility of asset management to your father. I like that. Okay, thank you. Um, so she's been relying on me a lot mm-hmm. to help figure things out financially. They do have an advisor they've been working with mm-hmm. um, for at least a couple of years now that I actually wanted to ask you about. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to evaluate the advisor. Um, I, I got a bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth initially when I was looking through some of the paperwork for their rollover IRAs that these people are managing because it, it looks to me like they're operating under the, you know, semi-standard, you know, 1% of assets model, but they also sold them funds with a huge front load, which oh. is a taste in my mouth. Boo. Good. Keep that bad taste in your mouth, rinse twice a day and get rid of that person. Because okay. if you're, if they're charging a fee and a front end load, that's no good. That's not cool. Um, and by the way, maybe it depends on how much you really want to do. I mean, if you feel comfortable doing this, one idea I would have is to say, you know what, why don't you take over the management of this? You know, you can just open up a pretty boring account and buy some index funds and get mom into a fairly conservative portfolio. Because look, when she retires, she is going to have good income, really good income. And you won't have to sweat this, you know, I mean, five grand a month pre-tax, presuming she doesn't have as big a house, is probably going to be pretty close to what she needs. And so if you add, right, don't you think? Yeah. Presuming that she then has the 350, let's call it 400 grand, essentially, right, in invested assets, yeah, she could always pull out a thousand bucks a month here and that, you know, a thousand bucks a month just to, you know, do fun things. Right. And then she'll have the proceeds from the house. And since we don't know where she wants to go next, what I would say is don't be in a rush to buy something with the proceeds from that house. Look, she's in this huge transition. This reminds me so much of my own mother, so I hate to personalize it because it's your situation. But, you know, my parents were older. My dad was 76. My mom was 74. But similar situation in that there was this big house. They had always wanted to sell it. They were planning to sell it. Dad dies. It was just too much to deal with selling the house till some time passed. For my mom, it was about nine months or 10 months later 
And and then she was sort of okay. She just needed to get her grounding a bit. So once that happens, I think that you then she figures out where she wants to go next. And then maybe she rents for a year before you even think about buying just to see. We started talking about that. Yeah. to, To put off the big decision a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. I think that that makes a lot more sense. Now, in terms of managing the money, there are two things. You could go to a fee-only financial planner. You could literally get somebody to help her, at the very least, just focus on what the game plan should be. And then, you know, build a plan out and then maybe or maybe not manage the money. Maybe you'll manage the money. In my heart of hearts, given her age and everything that's going on and how sudden this sounds, I would actually tell her to keep working because I think that that is going to be a consistent part of her life that will help her a great deal. And and it's not for the money because I actually think that financially she probably can swing it. But I actually believe that for her emotional state, it might be better to keep working, at least until she really has a game plan and feels comfortable around it. I mean, I'm sure she's still numb. Definitely. We all are. Yeah, exactly. And so... Any sudden decisions would have to be taken really like I I would just avoid it at all costs. So stay in the house, keep working, maybe talk to a fee only financial planner is not going to sell you anything. Maybe if you're walking her through that process, you can make a decision. You may not want to manage the money for her. You may actually feel better to be part of the process of helping her look for somebody It may be easier for you not to manage the money. But again, you have to see. Okay, if you need some help assisting your elder relatives in their financial lives, we'd love to hear from you. That's a huge issue right now. All you need to do is send us your email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Hit the contact button if you're on the jillonmoney.com website. Don't forget that on that their website, you can subscribe to us. You don't want to miss a single show. And you can also find our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. So check it out. Everything is at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Have a good Sunday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.